Welcome to Freedon Business. He grew up in South Florida, has been in business here since the early 90s, and has closed over $1 billion in deals. He's seen it all. He always has an opinion, and he's always ready to share it. Informed, entertaining, and connected, he has his finger on the pulse of South Florida's business community. He's Jim Freed, and this is Freedom Business. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Freedom Business. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. We've got a great show. Our first show, the first part of the show, is going to be about our technology and building your virtual network so you can be more effective in our ever-evolving business community. In the second half of the show, we're going to be on with Becca Carlson. She and I are going to talk about different things that I'm doing in the uh, economy right now to reposition myself to take advantage of the opportunities that are of opportunities available today. And we're going to talk about how to address them today on Freedom Business. Andreas, why don't you welcome our guests to the show? Thanks, Jim. Always a pleasure to be back for our monthly Freedom Tech, uh, Freedom Business Meets Technology. Uh, today, we're joined by two very special near and dear guests, friends of mine and, and colleagues. And, uh, Real estate specialist, grandfather of technology adoption pioneers, John Riley and Saul Klein, uh, founder of Realtown and president of Realty Times. Really men who need no introduction as if you're in real estate, especially residentially, you've seen them at every conference or at every MLS and different association nationwide. John and Saul, welcome. And colleagues. Uh, Thanks, Ben, Andrea. Great to be here. Great to be with you. Spend a little time with you talking about some of our things. Hey, Andreas, uh, as we say, at 6 o'clock in the morning in Hawaii, aloha. Aloha. Great to be here. The, uh, I was excited to bring you guys on, and I know this is something we talk about often, but data and, and what's happening with data. Everybody's now at home. So, Saul, what is your thoughts and why is data so important, especially now more than ever? And what, is, what would you say us as real estate practitioners should be doing today with our data? <clears throat> so Alvin Toffler said in Power Shift, if you read that book back in the 90s, information is the currency of the 21st century, right? Information is the currency of the 21st century and data is information and today with the technologies and AI and the ability to crunch lots of data, amazing things are taking place. So data, information, lots of information, even data you don't think maybe is valuable when mashed up with other data becomes valuable. So when you look at all these technology plays in the marketplace, and you look at the real estate uh, uh, money that's flowing into real estate, under all of it is data and data collection. It all has to be consistent and comply with this developing body of law the, one of the CCPA, John Riley, and the GDPR, these privacy issues, but data is being collected. You know it. You know that uh, with all of the social media tools that you use and when you're online, it seems like there's an intelligence that knows what you like, and absolutely there is, and it's a collection of data. And in the real estate space, uh, people in real estate generate what I call the bait other data and that's properties for sale because everybody wants to know be it residential or commercial anything about property everybody's interested in real estate and they will go and look at it and they will give up personal information to get information about things they're interested in and so that very basic fundamental that draws all the eyeballs it draws people to zillow and realtor.com and and truly and all where there's real People who aren't even interested in buying real, what draws them there? Real estate data. Then what happens is behavior data can be tracked underneath it, and that behavioral data has so much value, and the treasure troves are being put together by companies that collect this behavioral data under the data that, that gets them there in the first place. And then you got to think from a real estate professional's perspective, they're providing the ability for other companies to earn billions of dollars. What is it that they're providing that allows other entities to be billion-dollar entities? And the answer in this is the data. So data is very important to a lot of people. And the generators and creators and, and people who are very knowledgeable of data in particular geographic areas in which they, you know, they hang out, in which they transact business, 
they have access to data other people don't have. But when they put it into databases and then it becomes available to others, others monetize. So as we look into the future, we need to be thinking about the value of the data that you work with, that you collect as somebody in the real estate business. And how can that be repositioned, repurposed in the future because it has value. But we don't think about it that way, right? We think about it as just a byproduct almost. So us sharing our thoughts, our market knowledge. You know, they come to us as a broker in an area, as the lender, as the, as the, as the preeminent player. I know certain things going on in zoning and financing in my area that it will get done. I bring it online and then it's available for others. I'm not really thinking about it. You're right. Um, Zero Collaborative helps you think about it. Shameless plug on my end because we help you uh, hold it. But then what? Then it moves through a transaction. And you're saying, I think you're talking about human features where they're actually taking all that data and creating a digital version of us that's then sold. This is when they buy. This is why they buy. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that until you just brought it up. But really what's happened is there are profiles of us all over the internet held by different entities. And those profiles have value. And those profiles and information in those profiles within within the laws they're evolving at this point are monetized and you see you and i see the end result we see that when we go from one device to another an ad of something we're interested in follows us yes right so all this data is collected and then it's being utilized and a an entry point for collection is somebody who's in the real estate business because real estate is real and part of everyone's life john riley you look like you're going to say something Oh, I was just going to say the uh, data has become an asset, an important asset, you know, in your business. And what we like to say is we use the uh, PCM. Uh, Your job is it has to be protected so that there's uh, no privacy, you know, concerns and issues. Security is a very important thing. It has to be C, controlled. You have to maintain control of it. And I think that there's some people that feel in the residential space early on, we kind of lost control and it got taken away from from us. So you have to control it. And the last one in PCM is you have to find ways to monetize it. And that's where the focus is in today. So, so what you're saying is the lesson learned in residential was, wait a minute, my data has value? What's in my head has value? And I think that was the lesson. That was the lesson. Some of us, right? And then other people took that and ran with it, and created site. Took the data. The trade-off was: we're going to advertise. We're going to show your property so people see them. You're going to get maybe buyers for your property. You might get leads. So you provide that info, and we'll put it up there. And there were no data rules. There were no rules that said, well, when people come to that site, there's data drop there what and can you build it there were things derivative works that could be derived from the data and initially when in the residential space when multiple list purposes provided that data to the to to realtor and then to the other portals as popped up the first generation portals you know home seeds home advisor homes.com and second generation portals uh, zillow and trulia that data was transmitted with no underlying data rules which no, basically said, you the, you, the entity, you can, here's the data, put it up there. And, and we, the industry, what we took for that, what we got back was the value was supposedly the advertising value, right? That was the, and actually when John and I were working early on to create first data contracts, which started to look at what happens to this data? What can you do? What can't you do? And it wasn't even thought of. 2000, what years, John? 2010, you know, people weren't even thinking about it. So it was, you were letting your data go and your data being information about what's for sale. But even beyond what's for sale, information about the property, be it for sale or not. Right? So people started developing profiles, these companies, profiles of properties where they were for sale or not, start to accumulate data, them and then start to accumulate behavioral data and you can trust that there's value in all of that for internal use and for external use what got the people to their sites in the first place the data that the residential real estate uh, industry provided to them you know really it should be in reverse if you're going to make billions of dollars off of all this data 
There shouldn't be a fee to belong to in multiple list service, actually, if you think about it, because you're providing that data that's then going to be taken out by other entities and monetized, and they're going to create billion-dollar companies. So I think the end result is good that this data is out there. And at the same time, people have to look at it and realize there's more value than they think. And then as a practitioner, and you ask about the practitioner, I think that practitioners gather all of the information they can about the properties that they're you know, in there, whatever they're working, side and outside, keep that in a database that has value. And over time, it has more value. We used to recommend that people start taking pictures of houses in your neighborhood. You might not think they're worth anything, but 10 years from now, somebody might want them. 20 years from now, somebody might want them. So you start to accumulate and build that data because as John Riley said, that data becomes an asset. And so these big companies, they are sitting on all this data, huge asset. Yeah, but data is one thing. Making it into information that people can use is something else. And just for the record, the picture behind me is uh, probably 20 years old and you can't see that stuff anymore. It's all obliterated by huge related deal, related deals up there. So I take those pictures. I love them. Well, and the people that believe that they can use that data, they're the pay the people that own the data. They can build it into something that they believe it, it right. Will then generate revenue for them. So there's a number of steps but from a practice perspective as a real estate person, somebody who where the center business is the real estate and your product knowledge is real estate. And part of that is to start to emulate a database. And it doesn't matter if somebody else has that data. You're going to accumulate data that other people don't have because you're the boots on the street. Well, at this let's point. bring on Olivia to talk about that because Olivia is generating a whole bunch of data here and she's been using it. And I think that it would integrate with a lot of the different platforms you're talking about. Olivia is joining us. Olivia Ramos, the founder of DeepLocks. Welcome to the show, Olivia. Thank you for having me. Hi, everybody. Pleasure to be on this uh, panel. So, you know, you took data that's readily available and then you applied your algorithms to it, your artificial intelligence stuff, to process the information, to da the data, to create information. How are you doing that? And can that overlay on other, other types of information to make it even... Uh, more useful. And that's sort of a lead in for Andreas. Yes. Yeah, so, so we're both on the data collection side and on the data optimization or activation side. Uh, we're combining, integrating zoning data with construction data, with market data, and generating the 3D models based on the zoning, but 3D models that would be optimal for a desired return on cost, for example. So by, by combining disparate data sets, we're able to see what has the, what project would have the best result from an investment perspective. So uh, providing a platform that allows anyone to do this, uh, we are using that platform. Somebody has a very nice bird in their house. We're using that platform to, um, to collect all of the data from all the projects created in the platform and put it in a series of machine learning models that then gives everybody else better data. So instead of continuing to buy data, we're taking data from thousands of projects created um, all over the United States and in 80 different countries. And we're using all that data to generate better data at the property level instead of at the market level. And, and that's the goal with the data uh, collection side and the machine learning side. So, John, yesterday, you showed me your, we'll call it hotspot map. I know that, that Olivia has a similar type of a thing. How would those interact? Because I really think that that's what we're talking about is a collaborative thing. That's right. It's it's all about working together, collaboration, just as the industry always has. Now, that, now so must the technology. These data uh, silos, desperate data, desolate data, that John and Saul are talking about collecting can now come together. And my site on Siri Collaborative through Zip Analyzer, we now provide over 11 economic indicators in real time, job growth, employment. So a macro view of, wait a minute, should I be investing in that area? Then you transition over to deep blocks and it should be, well, what am I building in that area because I've identified that this area is stable? Better yet, it's gonna recover faster. And these are all things that none of us would have ever thought of 10 years ago, unless you were there talking about it, Saul. You might have been. I don't know. Uh, when they started collecting. We were. <laughs> well, 
I, I went on your site yesterday and worked with you. And we looked at the quote unquote hot map in my neighborhood and it was pretty darn good. It took me right to an area where I like that's really not over overly prospected, but is beginning to. And then I could go in, let's say, with Olivia's stuff and really decide that, yes, here I can build that. And you go, well, who would ever use that? I went out in the field with it with one of my major developer, national developers, stock market developer client. We called Olivia and he just got all excited about it. Olivia, it's because he's locked in his house. That's why. <laughs> you think about what Olivia does and it's about in labor to that data to enrich it and make it more valuable to people. And right, and that's it. So it's about the data collection, but it's then enriching it with, the, with for his right? And it is, that's what's happening. And it's creating a product that is got value to people that we never thought of before. Actually, we thought of it, but the tech took a while for the technologies to develop and the computing power to come and, and for people to even accept the concepts, the socialization of ideas. But, you know, Olivia's on it. That's exactly what happens. And they'll monetize, able to figure out ways that data can be useful to others. Now, John, what do you think about all this? You've been quietly sitting up there in the corner <laughs> on the Zoom thing. What's your thoughts on this? Well, as far as using data goes, uh, I'm concerned about things such such as uh, whether there's been uh, uh, it's permission based. You know, if you're using consumer consumer data, uh, you have to be concerned about the privacy uh, laws of, of that. And uh, but um, as far as uh, finding ways to to monetize that data, I think Saul mentioned one that. Uh, I think is evident since a lot of these companies have been using the data and none of the uh, money has gone back to the agents. One way to handle it is if they're taking the MLS data, uh, they should be paying the MLS for that, which in turn could reduce MLS fees and and return to the, the, the brokers and agents who are providing that data. I'm so, actually working with a group that's doing something like that right now. What they'll do is they'll put your property on the MLS for free for if you're a developer, but they want to get the property insurance and the title insurance work out of it. So it appears as though there's a discount on the on the um, on the commission to the buyer. The developer doesn't really have an issue because they're not paying the referral fee to anybody. And what do they care who does the title and the property insurance? So it's sort of a win-win for everybody. I saw Saul kind of nodded and liked that. What do you think about that, Saul? Yeah, well, it's it's an interesting approach. And the way that the people who generate and put labor into the data so that it can be used by others, there ought to be a way and a flow, and there is, and, and uh, distributed databases part of this conversation as well, right? So that people can be rewarded for the the value that they add as this data is taken and used and sometimes to the benefit of others, right? What I, want to do right great. what I want to do right now, you like that concept. We'll have you on with the guy when we put him on the show then. Um, remind me of that, Andres. We'll do that next next tech show. Remind me, we'll put the guy on with Saul and we'll have Saul interview him and poke holes. I think it's going to be great. Hey, listen, if you don't mind, we'll take a break right here. We'll toss it to Reagan. Reagan's going to run a couple of the ads. And then we'll be right back with some more great information that people can put to work right now today to help make their life better. Right back after Reagan takes us for a ride. Reagan, are you there? Hey, everybody, when you're looking to buy or lease a car, you want to get every advantage that you can. That's why you have to check out Warren Henry, Land Rover, Range Rover, Infinity and Jaguar. Up in Gainesville, they've got Audi. Down in the Keys, they've got them all. What do they have in common? Well, they're all exceptional cars, and they all come with a Warren Henry advantage. That means complimentary service loaner, dynamic wheel protection, key replacement, guaranteed purchase offer, best value guarantee, and, of course, 72-hour exchange. You can take a full three days to be certain love your Warren Henry vehicle. So join me, my mom, and my beautiful wife, Vivian. We're all members of the Warren Henry family. You should be too. Always the best price. Always the best service. Always Warren Henry. Ugly. Stupid. Dweeb. Useless. Weird. Slow. Things that should never be said. 
shut it down. We are all beautiful. We are strong. We are powerful. Be loud. Be proud. We have the power to put an end to bullying. So go ahead. Be you. Be bold. Be different. Be brave. Choose to stand up against bullies. Choose kindness. Choose kindness. Choose kindness. Hi, this is Jim Fried. I'm the founder of Sandstorm Realty Advisors. If you need financing, give me a call at 305-773-6300. Why would you do that? Well, I help families all across South Florida execute their real estate plans. I recently helped one family in downtown Miami sell their land to one of the big national developers. I helped another client up in Fort Lauderdale. He needed to liquefy his portfolio. We did that for him in less than a month. So give me a call at 305-773-6300. Why? Because when you call me, it's all about you. If I leave here tomorrow. Welcome back to Freedom Business. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Jim Freed or at Freedom Business and on Instagram at Jim Freed One. Now, back to your host, Jim Freed. All right, we're doing our tech show today. We've got our co-host for tech, Andre Senion. Andre's got some great guests today. Andre, I'm going to flip it to you to introduce them. Well, once again, thank you. And uh, joining us today, we have John Riley and Saul Klein. Foremost exports, uh, boots on the ground when it comes to tech innovation and data in residential real estate. Also, the founder and president of Realty Times, Real Town uh, Publications. John and Saul, welcome back. Uh, give a short little add on intro if you feel you need to. And I also want to point out Olivia Ramos, also with us, our AI expert. Looking forward to continuing our, our talk on data. Go ahead. Thanks, Andrew. Right. So, so Saul, tell us, we were we were just talking about some interesting ways to use data, repurpose the data, resell the data. Uh, Olivia does that in her business. I know Andres does it too. You're the founder of all this stuff. What are we going to see in the future? Where are we going from here? Well, you know, that's a really interesting question because until about a month ago, I thought I had a pretty good idea. <laughs> uh, things have changed dramatically. And so, while a lot of my thoughts about the technology and where this is going um, are, are that has changed, I still at this point in time, I think I'm like all of us. I think that there's a major world event that's taking place, and you know we've lived through major world events before, and some of us more major world events than others, and we have seen uh, money poured into societies and economies to get them going, and and we've seen tragedy and, and uh, things change. You just go back to 9-11 and right after 9, and we were traveling a lot talking about data and technology, doing a lot of travel and within a very short period of time, the whole world changed and they created the TS. You know, lots of different things take place. So what we've got is an event that I think is going to change a lot of things. And maybe not, but oftentimes necessity, if you're familiar with the book Crossing the Chasm and you're familiar with a lot of technology, don't make it because they're good with the early adopters and the innovators, but then they're not ready for the early market. And a lot of technologies have been around. They've been waiting. Like I tell John Riley, we talk about the, I don't have to be there now technologies. Those are going to be the technologies that, that I think light up the world technologies where I don't have to be there now. And so that maybe changes the way property is shown. It's, it changes some of the, and these tools have been around for a while. So you're going to see more tools or are people in three, four or five months, whatever, are they going to go to normal? So in my mind, we think, where is this all going? Well, we had, I had my ideas, but I'm, what is going to happen to mass transit? That was a great idea. And that changed the way that downtowns were designed and built. And so our, our human nature, our habits going to change that might get in the way or cloud what we thought a few weeks ago might be the direction of technology application in the space. Now, I know that people are still going to look for new ideas and new deals, but they need to come together in a place. Andreas, how is Creco AI helping all of that happen? And then I want to get John's opinion on that as well. Absolutely. So Creco AI, CREcollaborative.com. It's, it's in the name. We help real estate professionals collaborate. They connect to each other. They connect to deals and they connect to data. 
So we are providing, especially during this crisis, unlimited technical support out to the industry professionals, general support, while we also provide our services, helping them identify properties, helping them connect to each other, helping them find services that they may have thought they didn't need because they were going to a conference or going here. Social, physical distancing, because it's not social distancing, it's physical arm's length distancing is what we're, the world we live in today. So we've got to adapt and evolve. Um, and that's what we're here to help, help the industry do. I've always said the real estate industry cannot change, will not change. Technology either gets in the way or accelerates the way. But today the world has changed. People are at home. People have to be at home. But business still has to get done. Real estate is, is one of the necessary businesses as, as declared by the government and for good reason. So we have to keep moving forward. I think we're figuring it out. I think we're figuring it out. Most capital is on pause for 30 to 60 days unless it was fully executing through the pipeline. I've got a couple of those. So, you know, a couple are on hold and, you know, that's what's going on. Um, John, what do you think is the new applications that we're going to see technology have here? Well, I think we're going to see more uh, virtualization of the real estate transaction, uh, removal of the, the, the friction. And I, I think we're uh, motivated now to, to find ways where we can conduct business without actually having to be present any longer. For example, you know, like with uh, one of the big friction items sometimes was uh, having documents notarized. And, and, and now states are accepting the fact that you can have uh, a virtual notarization process. You know, we've got the e-signatures. So um, uh, we'll, see, we'll see more of, more of that. Transactions uh, will be able to be closed faster um, once we get through the, the, the present situation. So uh, virtualization of the transaction is a key key thing. Well, I think you're really touching on blockchain a little bit as well. Olivia, let's talk to you a little bit about that. You know, AI is involved in learning and growing, and you're applying that to cities all across the world. Um, is blockchain a way that's going to really move us forward? And is that something we're working with within the context of your product? So block, blockchain is definitely a future implementation uh, uh, and a, you know, an add-on to our technology. Once we get into smart contracts, uh, being able to invest in a development uh, project as, as an individual, as a non-accredited investor, and that's something that we're seeing already, uh, but I think that's something that's going to grow a lot, being able to invest in, in real estate projects remotely. Um, and as a non-credited investor. And I think blockchain and blockchain contracts in particular are going to be instrumental in that. But I agree with John in the sense that everything gonna, is going to speed up. And with deep blocks, having all the information in one place, the zoning, the construction costs, the market data, and being able to make quicker decisions and filter through a lot of opportunities that there will be opportunities in this time. Um, and being able to speed up that process uh, is super important. We had a developer in our office the last time we had a physical space. That was like three weeks ago. And they did something with our platform in 30 seconds that it took them uh, three weeks to do. And it cost them a little bit over $20,000 to do with the help of architects and attorneys. And they did it with our software in 30 seconds. And it was actually, it was free because we were doing a demo. Um, so that's the kind of things that we're seeing in the future. And for, for these times that everybody's looking for the next thing, we're providing free education, one-on-one -on -one virtual education to all the agents that either want to learn more about commercial transactions or commercial agents that just want to step up their game and understand how to look at zoning and how to have an intuition for construction costs and how to optimize the return of a project. So that's, that's kind of where we're at. And it sounds like that was remote. They, did it, they can do it remotely. That yes. project instead of spending the time and the money. So that's fantastic, which is awesome. So it sounds to me like what's going to happen is that there will be a suite of services that come together. People will need to find them. It's very difficult to find these different ideas out there in the ether of the internet. And I guess that's sort of where you come along, Andres, is that you're a repository for a lot of these different uh, technologies and people can come together and collaborate with them on your site. That's right. Siri Collaborative is a service first. We're here to service the industry and help advise them on what technology will solve their needs, then connect those technologies and bring them forward. 
I'd like, to take, I'd like to take a minute for everybody to talk about where we can find them because we're running out of time for this segment. So let's start with you. If people want to get more information from you or connect directly with you, how would they do that? Um, my email address is Saul, S-A-U-L, at Saul Klein, S-A-U-L-K-L-E-I-N.com, SaulKlein.com. You can also find me on Realty Times, RealtyTimesNews.com, RealtyTimesNews.com, and Realtown.com. Oh, that's awesome. John, how about you? Where can we find yourself? Uh, I'm John at Realtown.com. And like Saul, I'm executive editor of Realty Times. So you can also find us there. Awesome. Olivia, how can people get more information on Deep Locks? It sounds like something that Saul and John are going to want to learn more about. Oh, that I would love to get your feedback on what we've built. Uh, we are at deeplocks.com. There's a link to try free. There's a whole open demo that, we, that we've opened up to the public. So anyone can model, they can look at data, they can export PDFs for free. Um, and, and so would love your, your, your input, of course, on, on tremendous. what we so far. Tremendous. I love having it on my phone and walking around and being the smartest guy on the street. Andreas, <laughs> um, how do people get together with you and collaborate? And I think we need to do a whole other show about me integrating and getting on and then looking back and seeing how it worked. Maybe that's what we do next, next month on the tech show. Absolutely. To reach us, you go to uh, CREcollaborative.com, or you can reach us by phone, 203-307-2242. So that's CREcollaborative.com, or 203-307-2242. Our support team is standing by to walk you through, help you through, and connect you to each other and to the technology. So thanks. Yeah, so I've been, I've, been, I've been filling that stuff out, integrating it, loading up my stuff. We're going to have another call on that tomorrow. Can you send me an, an invite for that tomorrow morning? It's a, it'll be in your box before we hang up this call. Awesome. I'm very excited. I want to thank everybody for being on the show today. I'm really excited about my virtual background. Looks really cool. Tells the story, too. Doesn't it, Saul? <laughs> All right. Listen, we'll be back. We're going to have Becca Carlson joining the show. Uh, Olivia, John, Saul, you can stay with us if you want. We're going to talk about creating the right positive attitude to move forward. I'm going to talk about the things I say to everybody when they call me. And they're feeling down. Oh, you can't see it, but I'm holding up the paper. There it is. <laughs> and um, so we've got great stuff. And I never take notes. And I made notes for this. So we're going to have a great second half. Becca's smiling on her little icon here, but she's even more fun and, and all, all, all effervescent. So we're going to have a great show. Anybody who wants to stick with us is more than welcome. Reagan, take the show back. Bring me back again. Let's sell some cars and then let's help people feel good and give them some direction to move forward with. Reagan, it's all yours. Oh, there's Hey, everybody, when you're looking to buy or lease a car, you want to get every advantage that you can. That's why you have to check out Warren Henry, Land Rover, Range Rover, Infinity, and Jaguar. Up in Gainesville, they've got Audi. Down in the Keys, they've got them all. What do they have in common? Well, they're all exceptional cars, and they all come with a Warren Henry advantage. That means complimentary service loaner, dynamic wheel protection, key replacement, guaranteed purchase offer, best value guarantee, and, of course, a 72-hour exchange. You can take a full three days to be certain you love your Warren Henry vehicle. So join me, my mom, and my beautiful wife, Vivian. We're all members of the Warren Henry family. You should be, too. Always the best price. Always the best service. Always Warren Henry. It's time to stop the hate and spread some love. You are beautiful. You're smart. You are awesome. And you never have to change for anybody. You have the voice and you have the power. We are so much stronger when we come together. It's your choice, so choose to be inspired. Choose to be accepting, be strong, be brave, be awesome, be daring, be kind. Choose kindness. Hi, this is Jim Freed. That's right. If you need financing, give me a call at 305-773-6300. Need to sell your urban land? I can help with that too. I have friends and clients all across the country that are just waiting to help you capitalize your real estate transaction. 
Want to finance your high-rise residential project? Just raised $15 million from an institutional pension fund to do that. That's right. It's different every time because your project isn't the same as everybody else's. So give me a call at 305-773-6300. Why? Because when you call me, it's all about you. Welcome back to Freedom Business. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Jim Freed or at Freedom Business and on Instagram at Jim Freed One. Now, back to your host, Jim Freed. All right, we are back and we have got a great show. We got a great second half of the show. We've got uh, Rebecca Carlson's joined us. Saul is stuck with us. Olivia is there. Andreas is there. And we're going to have a terrific show. We're going to talk about bringing positive energy to the forefront, what I tell people I see, how to keep them upbeat and positive. And uh, we're going to start with Rebecca. Rebecca, welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back, Jim. And this is one of my favorite topics to discuss. And I'm excited to be here because we're switching it around a little bit, right? I get to interview you. Oh, we're going to have a great time. (laughs) We're going to have a great time. Yes. Talk to me. Talk to me. Well, okay. So we've been talking about technology that keeps people connected over the past couple of weeks. We've been talking about utilizing platforms and Zoom and video calls and voice calls to make sure that we're all staying connected. But this this week, we actually get to go a little bit deeper, which excites me because there is a lot of uncertainty. You know, what areas are you seeing uncertainty out there when you're having conversations with people? Where are you seeing their pain points? Okay, I'm calling all the thought leaders I know to gather information. I talk to many of them. I talk to Casey Conway repeatedly, um, some of the big lawyers, some of the big investors, and it's changed. It went from we'll get over this to um, real deep, significant concern to, oh, we're going to get out of this fast to, oh boy, this may be pretty deep. And so, that's what happens every single time. I'm sure Saul can agree with me. So what I tell people is I tell them right now, you're not alone. Everybody feels that. And I'm talking about the biggest developers that are cutting people's salaries, to tw- you know, 20% and laying some of their staff off to the guy that runs the restaurant who's filing his SBA recovery thing. And what I've started to do is I've started to work on my own SBA recovery. Um, and I'm going to analyze that after the show. I'm going to talk to my accountant. I'm going to find out what's better for me. And then I'm going to go after it. Number one thing is don't wait. Don't wait. Saul's nodding. So I think I'm going in the right direction here. Sure. Shifting gears. You've got to shift gears. You really don't know what's going on, but you can't be staying in the same place. A great example is uh, working with your team, uh, Rebecca. And we work every weekend. We come up with what's our theme for the week going to be. This week, we were going to mail out an email and we were going to say um, something about during these dire times. And I asked you to take that off. People are fed up with dire times. They know what it is. They don't want to hear about it. They want to hear that there's people that are there that are going to move forward with them. And I'll tell you another thing. I spoke to a young man today. He's a young man, 38 years old, not young when I was in college, but he's a young man today. And he uh, is a banker and he got involved with a bank in Washington, D.C. during the last recession. It was his first year in banking. He said he didn't feel a thing because he was in Washington. He doesn't know what's coming. Now it's 10 years later, they've told him to stop working on deals, close the one deal you're working on. And this guy is a family and he's terrified about what's going to happen next. I told him, don't worry, there's going to be a crush of these savior but uh, private loan, uh, SBA loans. And I said, and I'm going to go find out where, how to originate them and then I'm going to bring them to you. So what I did was I not only turned it around to help them feel good, but I helped them understand what the future was going to be. And then I told him I'm in there with him. By the way, I just demonstrated why you got to stay six feet away from somebody because you get all excited and boom, it all came out. Well, Jim, how did you... Kind of good advice? Saul, can Saul hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. No, I think you're absolutely right on. Like, this is a major world event. And in every event, there are tragedies, but there are also opportunities. People are going to need to start looking for the opportunities that are there. And and I mentioned that for me, when I walk outside, I think of things I haven't thought of before, but that's okay. Was it um, when William Shaker had to 
to sequester himself with the when there was the plague. He wrote uh, two major plagues, right? When Isaac Newton was sequestered for the bubonic plague in 1640, I read this the other day, he discovered gravity in calculus. And so there, you know, there's dark times, but at the same time, we're human beings and we're going to progress and we're going to figure this out. And we all have more. And this, we've had bad times before. But love you, love out, you. and love those people that find the opportunity, and you're right on it. The, the people should be going out looking at these programs. A lot of money is going to be wasted, and a lot of money is going to be put to good use. Find it, put it to good use, and it'll help your people, help your employees. There, there you go. go. There you go. And what he's talking about is the first thing that comes through is you got to maintain your poise, especially if you're a leader. You got to maintain your poise. And yes, we're all terrified. Yes, we're all scared. Yes, nobody knows what's going to happen. And that's why we have to come together, find people that believe in us, surround ourselves with those people, and move forward. If you want an example, just take a look at this uh, Zoom conference. I'm surrounded by people I believe in. They believe in me. Saul, I'm getting to know you, but I think you got it there. And and I think we're going to all move together. Then Saul had another great, a great thing. And I know that Olivia has been practicing this in her business as well. You got to be flexible and nimble. Olivia, what did you guys do to provide flexibility and nimble access to your product in today's interesting and changing times? Hey, open her up there. Reagan, open her up. I got it. My bad. We, we did. I, I'm on. I'm on. Okay. We did two major things. One was open the platform to the public so that anyone can analyze real estate with, with our platform. Uh, there's parcel level data in over a thousand cities in the U.S., in Toronto and in Panama City, Panama. And in 31 markets, we have all the zoning major items so that you can really see what's going on and what can be built. So that's that. That platform is now open to the public so they can really get a feel for what they could do with the blocks. And the second thing is offering free one-on-one -on -one, up to five hours of coaching, of commercial real estate analysis coaching for anyone that has a one-year subscription. And, and we, we want the one-year subscribers because we know that they're going to continue to elevate their skills by using the platform, take those five hours and really run with it. Um, so, so both education and, and free tools are something that were triggered by the, the situation. What you really did was you reached out to the community and you said, we're here to help. Come work with us. We believe in you. We have something that will be good for you and you need to look. If you're flexible and you're willing to adapt, then come work with us. And that's what people need to be. They need to be flexible. They need to adapt. They need to understand that we are surrounded by chaos, more chaos than ever before. And in that chaos, there will be patterns that you can organize around. But the most important thing while the chaos is going on is to remain organized yourself. Stay clear. What did I do? I got rid of all the piles in my office. See, that's the first thing you got to do. All the piles, that's just clutter and stuff you're never going to get to. Throw it out, put it in a container, get it out of your face. Don't let all the aggravating things compete. What else did I do? I brought the gym into my house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I brought the gym into my house. So you've got to do that as well. You've got to remain open-minded. you got to do what, what Olivia did. You've got to be caring. You've got to make sure that you schedule yourself. All this BS about, well, I'm saving an hour because I'm not driving. You're given an hour because you're not driving. Use it. Use it. Keep your head up. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. You're only going to read about two kinds of people. The people that are exceptional on both ends of the scale. Don't worry about them. You're not going to be the person necessarily that's going to kill it. And you're not going to necessarily be the one that's going to be demolished. You're going to be okay because you're going to get together with your friends on deep blocks, on Creco AI, on the Freedom Business Podcast, on Solve uh, Blogs and Papers, and we're going to come together. And something else I found that's really important 
is you have to have one really easy task you can certainly complete that day. Because Lord knows you probably won't complete anything else. So have one thing that you know you can do that gets done. For me, yesterday was cleaning up those piles. I'm not kidding. Today, today it's filing all of Vivian's medical bills. Been on the floor for a year and a half. The heck with them. I got payment plan. I don't need to look at those every single day. What other good stuff do I have? The most important thing is that it's our turn to lead. Okay, it's time to be a leader. And as far as that goes, we're going to talk, take a break, and then we're going to come back and I'm going to talk some tips about the SBA that I've learned. Everybody can stick with us. Reagan, sell some cars. Hey everybody, when you're looking to buy or lease a car, you want to get every advantage that you can. That's why you have to check out Warren Henry, Land Rover, Range Rover, Infinity and Jaguar. Up in Gainesville, they've got Audi. Down in the Keys, they've got them all. What do they have in common? Well, they're all exceptional cars and they all come with a Warren Henry advantage. That means complimentary service loaner, dynamic wheel protection, key replacement, guaranteed purchase offer, best value guarantee, and of course, 72-hour exchange. You can take a full three days to be certain love your Warren Henry vehicle. So join me, my mom, and my beautiful wife, Vivian. We're all members of the Warren Henry family. You should be too. Always the best price. Always the best service. Always Warren Henry. Get your motor running. Ugly. Stupid. Dweeb. Useless. Weird. Slow. Things that should never be said. Shut it down. We are all beautiful. We are strong. We are powerful. Be loud. Be proud. We have the power to put an end to bullying. So go ahead. Be you. Be bold. Be different. Be brave. Choose to stand up against bullies. Choose kindness. Choose kindness. Choose kindness. Hi, this is Jim Fried. I'm the founder of Sandstorm Realty Advisors. If you need financing, give me a call at 305-773-6300. Why would you do that? Well, I help families all across South Florida execute their real estate plans. I recently helped one family in downtown Miami sell their land to one of the big national developers. I helped another client up in Fort Lauderdale. He needed to liquefy his portfolio. We did that for him in less than a month. So give me a call at 305-773-6300. Why? Because when you call me, it's all about you. If I leave here tomorrow. Welcome back to Freedom Business. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Jim Freed or at Freedom Business and on Instagram at Jim Freed One. Now, back to your host, Jim Freed. All right. In the last segment of uh, I gave my pep talk that I give to a lot of people that call in. I uh, want to just make sure everybody continues to look forward, not backward. If you look backwards, you may not feel good. If you look forward, you'll see a challenge, but at least you'll also see the opportunities. Now, Becca, before the call, we, before the show, we were talking a little bit about the SBA and what's been going on. I know you've been looking into it a little bit. I've been looking into it. And what I'm uh, going to start doing is helping my friends execute in the SBA space the way I've been helping them in the private lending space. Um, what have you been finding? So I, I was going to actually ask you the same question okay. to make sure that we're finding the same thing. Um, I did a little, I've done research over the past couple of weeks and talked to some of my good friends who are SBA lenders and specialize in that space, especially here in commercial real estate. There's some cool niche lending programs that exist, especially, especially for owner occupied space. So they, Initially, there was the um, economic injury SBA loan that has been somewhat in the forefront over the past couple of weeks as before the CARES Act passed. So that has various parameters around it. And it's actually 
Um, there's the documentation is available on the SBA site, which is helpful. So you can download the forms and see if there's something that you can fill out easily or you need help with. And that, my understanding is, is, is administered through the SBA. Whereas the um, Paycheck Protection Plan and other elements of the CARES Act, my understanding is that those are administered through banks. So there are options kind of all over the place where what I am seeing the correct. That's correct. And okay. people still aren't really sure what to do. Okay. Yeah. So I've already got friends that have been on the SBA site. It's actually up on my computer right now. I'm filling it out. I'm going to talk to my accountant about what to do on that site. And then as far as the bank side goes, I've already been involved in that as well. Talking to one of my banks, the banks are gearing up. The banks aren't sure. You know, they've done like $9 billion worth of this last year. Now they want to do $350 billion worth it again. Oh, that's another reason I got to wear a mask when I go out. Sorry. Um, another $350 billion worth of that again. And it's going to be hard for them to get all this done. And like uh, Saul was talking about, there's really going to be a lot of fraud and waste. Don't let that be you because they'll find you and catch you and you won't want to be that person. Go Gators. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so from what you're researching, where are they at with the CARES Act? Are they still writing all of the content for how those loans get administered? Sure. I'm really not sure. I'm working on finding out more. Um, I believe that what's going to happen is the payroll protection stuff. There's thousands and thousands of people already in the queues at all those people at all those places. And with the SBA filing, I believe that there's a certain line, I haven't gotten to it yet, that you can check it and you get a check for $10,000 like within three weeks. Olivia's nodding. You know about that, Olivia? Let her on. Um, Go ahead. We were on a call yesterday with our local SBA office. They're doing, that's something that, you know, it's available every day. They're doing office hours. So you can call and ask specific questions about your company and see if things apply to you. And right now, most of the information is around the disaster loans um, or the emergency loans, I think you, you, you call them. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you apply for those, it takes 10 minutes on the application. You can do it right on the SBA site. Uh, it's sba.gov slash disaster. And, and, uh, and they can advance you $10,000. If you later on get a loan, whether from the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, or the disaster loan, then that $10,000 gets deducted from that loan. Um, the PPP is, uh, they take your 12 months of your, your last taxes, um, your, your, your expenses from your last taxes, they multiply it by 2.5, and then they give you eight weeks worth of that money for your, your next two months of paychecks. And those, I believe, are 100%. If you use them for, for paychecks and you prove that, they're 100% they're forgivable. That is correct. That's what I found out. So, um, you know, you can go to these sites. Um, they can tell you what your collateral is, which is nothing, that there are no personal guarantees. Uh, they'll tell you about paying it back. They'll talk to you about... Uh, the documentation checklist. There's all kinds of different things that you can do. Um, and there's two different ways to go. Everybody's first learning about this right now. So one of the things that we'll be doing here is we'll be helping people process those loans, especially uh, the more difficult ones. Okay. It's not going to be that easy to get all the documentation and follow up on it. And um, that's for the um, you know secondary loans for the SBA. So it's going to be all kinds of different opportunities um, and they'll be different. You always think that this is going to roll out the same way as it did the last time, and it never really does. It never does. So, uh, Becca, what else are you seeing here in, uh, in the new wave here? So, well, I'm seeing that businesses of all sizes and shapes are just massively affected. And my first concern was restaurants because that was kind of the first wave of where being closed for two weeks here in Illinois was uh, damaging to them and they needed immediate funds. And actually, I don't think we've talked about this, Jim, but we've been compiling information from restaurants all over the country for an aggregated restaurant site that includes GoFundMe pages. 
So I have literally been pouring over hundreds of GoFundMe pages for restaurants for the past two weeks, which is like emotionally taxing because it's so many individuals and servers and staff members and learning about their restaurant story. Um, but now I'm seeing that that same concern is is transitioning to retail in general because even if a, a larger retail chain, for instance, could have been closed for two weeks, well, here in the state of Illinois, they just extended that another month. So well, that's six weeks. A lot. It'll be extended a lot. Down here in Florida, yeah. one of our major grocers, Publix, they own a lot of shopping centers. They're giving rent yeah. debate to their tenants. I was on with one of their consultants that advised them to do that. The reality is in every one of these shopping centers, there'll be winners, losers, and maybes. Yeah. And I believe that what will end up happening is that the eventual plea for relief and forbearance, we're now a forbearance economy. The uh, forbearance request will eventually percolate up to the lenders. The lenders will have to give them forbearance and then they will turn around after that forbearance is quantified and try to either sell it or get it insured or repatriated to them somehow by the federal government. So there's another bank bailout coming. Yeah. That's on the way. What it'll look like, I don't know. What the real estate will look like, I don't know. But I do know that in the uh, 20 years ago when there was the RTC, there was welfare for real estate was the RTC. Then was really for people. People could really make money. The second time around, it was big institutions. And the last one, it wasn't as easy for a real estate professional to make money. There really wasn't contracts that were being let and all kinds of things to, to be the workout infrastructure. They just blew it all out. Um, this time, who knows what it's going to look like? There's going to be broken businesses, broken real estate deals, broken yeah. people. And I'm not really sure what's going to happen yet. There's food rotting in the fields right now. What are we going to do about that? That was supposed to be eaten by somebody. They're going to go hungry. What's going to happen with that? I don't want to do those dot, dot, dot. I just want to stay here and be positive. Of course. Well, and I think that actually pulls it full circle, right? Because all of those things can make us feel powerless, but there are things that we can do and should be doing. Like you talked about having your routine and being organized blocking off your time and being intentional about it. Um, even, you know, set, I, I was reading the CDC guidelines for handling crisis. And one of their, their first elements they talked about for how to help was to set a course of action that relates to your situation. So it, you can't just pick something to do it. You know, I can't just make an awesome loaf of bread for dinner and feel like I'm accomplishing something. Rather, I need to pick something that's actually focused in my situation. And that's one of the reasons I enjoy doing marketing, quite frankly, is because I can create a course, set a course and execute a course in a day that makes me feel like I'm doing something for business. And I think that's something that we see a lot with what you do, Jim, too. And that's one of the reasons you have the show is because we are setting courses for business that are actionable every single episode. Yes, we truly are. Last week, we had Alan Garfinkel on. We talked about the construction defect business. We talked about... The um, business interruption litigation, we'll have Alan Garfinkel on probably in the next couple of weeks to talk about uh, disease remediation. And we're going to have the guys on with the hazmat suits. It'll oh, be really cool. Oh, yeah. They're not yeah. going to really walk around on Zoom in the hazmat suits, but there'll be a picture of a guy with a hazmat suit yeah. on it. And literally, we'll talk about how you can decontaminate your office building as we move towards the next phase, which is uh, pursuit of normalcy. Oh, I like that. But remember, let's kind of go over the tips again. Everybody's kind of going to feel alone. They're going to have to really shift gears. It's not going to be comfortable. Change isn't comfortable. So you have to maintain your poise, okay? You have to stay sharp and fit. You need to be flexible. You need to be adaptive. You have to realize that you're going to be surrounded by chaos. So you need to be organized. We just talked about that. Have a simple thing that you can do that you can take pride in that you accomplished it because Lord knows you won't accomplish much and just schedule and provide real time for yourself to unwind. Don't let the energy become the fear, become your energy. Keep an open mind, look towards the future, not so much in the past and rely on your friends because they're in the same boat and they want to pull with you. And that's when I point to everybody on the zoom cast again, Regan, Saul, Andreas, Saul's my new friend. Andreas introduced him. Becca, Andreas introduced us too, I think. Yeah. Olivia, I introduced Olivia to everybody. But one thing we all have in common is we're looking to the future. We're looking to solve problems for everybody as we pull forward 
together. I want to thank everybody for being on today's show. Saul, thank you so much for bringing your perspective. We uh, really do appreciate that very much. Andre, thanks for bringing Saul. I can't thank you enough for that, actually. Olivia, I need my drink thing back. We can't get in your office, can we? Left my, one of my good bottles in her office. Um, and Becca, thanks as always. I uh, really do appreciate this. And I'll end up with Regan. Regan, thank you so much. Uh, we'll get the clips to everybody. You'll be able to put them on your website. You'll be able to put them out to everybody. Let's all stay social. Let's all get together. When you post it, tag me at Jim Freed and I'll retag you and we'll go around and we'll create some buzz. I want to thank everybody for listening today. You know, oops. I have a thing I like to read. I haven't done it in a while. I'm going to read it today. Remember, the person who wants to do something finds a way. That's all of us. The others find an excuse. Hopefully that's not any of us. Now go out there and make it happen. This is Jim Freed. I want to thank our first responders, our first line of defense, all the people in the grocery stores, everybody that's helping the United States come together. I want to say God bless America. Thank you, Nikki Freed, my niece, the Commissioner of Agriculture, for keeping the food flowing in Florida, all the kids. Remember, this is Jim Freed. We'll be on next week at 12 noon on Wednesday. This is available all across the blogiverse. Uh, I don't even know if that's a word, but I like it. Uh, thanks to Rebecca Carlson and her marketing team. We'll be back on next Wednesday. Saul, high five to you. Olivia, I want my drink thing back. In the meantime, I'll take free access. And Andreas, talk to you tomorrow to keep on getting me social. Peace out, everybody. Regan, it's yours.